we've been together for about 10 years and the original idea, which we've really held to quite a bit, and it's you can hear it in the name, in fact, Colaparte means with the voice, and it's basically a contrapuntal form of playing where you have a lead voice and then you've got supporting voices wrapping counter melodies around it. Colaparte is, um, we are a trio now. We were, we started out as a trio in 2010 and playing together more than 10 years now. And um, the instrumentation is um, Perry Conticchio on reeds and flute. He plays multiple reeds, mostly saxophones. Uh, Rich O'Meara on um, percussion, mostly tuned percussion vibes, but he does occasionally play um, the big bass drum and some other small objects. And I play double bass. That's, that's the basic setup for the group. best response to what's going on at any time, but especially now, is to create a thing of beauty. That's the most resistant thing you can do, and I sincerely believe that. And that is very consciously what I'm trying to do when I play. We want to make a very strong emotional connection with people, and I think that's one of the reasons we, the three of us, you know, independently and together have chosen free improvisation because I think it can make a very immediate connection. Because you could you can sense how people are feeling when you play. You really can. I mean it's one thing to improvise, you know, say in a studio and it's one thing to improvise in front of an audience. The audience really does become a part of the group. Um, there is a feedback and you can feel it. Uh, we we try to run through a set of emotions. I mean, we don't go in thinking, well, we want people to feel this now and this next, and after that we want them to feel something else. Again, it's, it's a matter of the interpretations that are going on as we play, but we do like to try to change the emotional impact of what we're doing because we like to try to bring people through different a different spectrum of emotions, I think, because it's a way of enriching, I think, your way of feeling. You know, we could play completely in an intense, you know, an intense, very high level, and you feel something, you'll have a, you know, get purged of something, it'll be a catharsis. But that's only one dimension. We try to, we try to play along a bunch of different dimensions. And we don't always know in advance how it's going to feel. I mean, the way we played Kevin's show, I mean, that was certainly a different set of emotions than we normally would have. Probably would be very different from what we play on Sunday because we're in a very different emotional space. But I think we do try to make that direct emotional connection with people and getting them to feel, maybe not getting them to feel something specific, getting them to feel really, I think, is kind of at the very root of, of what we're doing. 
Kevin, Kevin is Richard, was Rich's son. Kevin was the fourth member of the group. He played uh, drums with us. And uh, Kevin was a latecomer to the group, but he was an integral part of the group. And it, it's funny, I never thought that we were missing an element. And I don't think we were really as a trio, but with the addition of Kevin on drums, just this whole other world opened up. And this whole, he left us in uh, October of 2020. It was, it was a very tragic thing. And, um, and we were asked to do a memorial show for him, which um, we were glad to do on the one hand, on the other hand, it was gonna be very difficult. But um, it's also odd, that's the only one of our, our performances that never was recorded. Um, so we, we don't know what it sounded like, we know what it felt like to play. We think it was probably the most intense thing we ever played. I know it certainly felt that way. But that was, um, that was the last time we played together. I've always heard musicians say, you know, you don't choose your instrument, your instrument chooses you. I think there's probably something to that. Um, you know, when I was much younger, when I was in my early teens, I tried to play guitar because everybody did back then, you know, and it, that just what, that wasn't it. <laughs> that definitely was not it. Um, but when I found the bass, that was, you know, that put me in, I could express the things I wanted to express with that voice and especially with the bow, especially with the bow bass. Um, there's a certain range that I like to play in that only the bass has. Now it does overlap with the cello in the range that I particularly like, but the sound is very different. The timbres are very different. You can't mistake a cello and a double bass playing in the same range. They're very, very different. Um, there's just a, there's a, there's a feeling to the instrument, not just physically as you play it, but that it gives, that I think no other instrument gives. And it's something that really I could, I could completely relate to. I mean, that is my voice. Um, I love the sound of it. I love the feel of it. Um, I love everything about it. Uh, and it's also my voice. That, that's my voice and I think that's very important as well. I've never really been a pocket bassist or someone who likes to you know, groove in a rhythm section. I've always been more of a melodist. So I was looking for a kind of um, framework where, where I could do that kind of playing and yet not be the lead. I could support other instruments. 